0: What's up, y'all? After a semi-long hiatus, Be Dangerous is back with another edition of Dangerous Sports Talk. Now, I know I had to take a little bit of a break because I was too consistent. I was giving y'all shows damn near every other day. But, of course, the world of sports didn't stop just because I did for a couple of days or so. Now... I already told you guys, I believe in my last episode, that Deshaun Watson was cleared of all that bullshit in Texas. Okay. Now that he's cleared, he's free to go wherever he wants to go to play on another team. So out of one hell in Texas, with all the shit that you went through, you decide to come to the next one. The next available hell. Which would be Cleveland, Ohio. And now the Browns have another quarterback. And I won't even get into how many quarterbacks they've had since 1999 because that's just, that would be a show in itself. It really would be. And the funniest thing is, I can't even tell Browns fans anything because let them tell it they're going to run rough shot through everybody. Go to the Super Bowl, breeze through the playoffs and be relevant. That's pretty much every Browns fan's hope for every fucking season regardless of who they have. Now, the thing that gets me is I can tell them all this stuff that I'm telling you guys right now. I can tell you guys to say the same thing like slow your fucking roll. Wait to see how things pan out. Browns fans plug their ears until shit materializes. Even if they have a sucky-ass season. I'm like, you know what? Honestly, Browns fans aren't even worth it to me anymore because even when I tell them something's gonna happen, nobody wants to listen to shit that hating, my hating ass has to say. Because I wasn't down with them before. I'll never be down with them. And they'll tell me to focus on my shitty stealers. Well, Mason Rudolph, fucking Mitchell Trubisky, and oh my god, seriously, wait a minute, wait a minute. Caldwell Jones, I believe. I don't think they're gonna move mountains this season. And the thing is, I can actually say that out loud and say it to Browns fans' faces. Because, like I said, I am not like one of those typical fans that you can come for. I am not. Like everybody else that you come across. I'll tell you exactly what I think, and you can do with that what you will. Now, granted, I'm glad that Deshaun Watson's getting another chance to play in the NFL because he absolutely deserves it. And the Ohio Grand an Ohio grand jury would not indict Watson on any of this shit. That's listen, if you're asking an Ohio jury to indict their brand new fucking Browns quarterback when he hasn't played a snap in the NFL yet. I'm sorry, a snap on the team yet. That's like asking Browns fans to forgive Art Modell. That man has been in his grave for almost a decade now. Well, a little over a decade. And Browns fans still have not forgiven him. So what really makes you think that Ohio... Ohio jury is going to fucking indict their new quarterback over shit that may or may have not happened. Like, make it make sense. But yeah, in all actuality, I'm glad Deshaun Watson is on the NFL roster. If he's going to end up playing is the real question. And they're going to want to pin something on him because we all know that black quarterbacks have it a little bit harder than the non-black quarterbacks in the NFL. So that's always going to be an issue regardless of who it is. But for his sake, I hope he succeeds. For his sake, I'm hoping that he gets out there and he plays, even if it is for the damn Browns. And trust me, I know all my Ohio people are side-eyeing me, but I can tell you exactly what the Steelers are going to do, which is absolutely fucking nothing. There you go. Now, next topic. I was a little bit skeptical about this one. Because I never take shit seriously until I actually see it happening. But, the game, Triple H, has retired from in-ring competition. Now, Hunter has had some health scares over the last year or so. He's been kind of in and out of the ring with running a company and sometimes making brief appearances, but he's not an actual in-ring competitor like he used to be. We happen to see our wrestlers that we grew up with, good or bad, as superheroes. And Triple H was definitely one of those untouchable forces during the time that I was watching wrestling. From... Hell, if you followed his whole career, you were there through his well, his early, early, early WCW run. You were there through Hunter Hearst Helmsley, with the bowing and the curtsies and stuff, and he transformed into the DX character, Triple H, of course. Him, Shawn Michaels, Rick Rude, and China. That was the original DX, and it still kills me that I had ugh. I really wish that China and Root were here today because that would be the original DX. So, for those that think that it's just Sean, that it's Sean Hunter, Road Dog, X Pac, and Billy Gunn, that's the Reform DX. Don't believe the hype. But I literally watched this man's entire fucking career before my eyes. So, just imagine being so good at being a heel. That people actually love you for it. Because people didn't know what they had in Triple H until he tore his quadricep in 2001 after WrestleMania. Wait, was that right? Yeah, that was that. It was after WrestleMania. I had to think about it. But anyway, after that first quad tear, he comes back to MSG. And watching that, I just watched that yesterday. That entire entrance and his comeback definitely gave me chills. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is the shit that all wrestling fans who become wrestlers dream of. You aspire to get a reaction like that, because that shows that the fans love you and what you do. Regardless if you were a heel, it shows that people still care about you as a person. You know what I'm saying? Because Triple H was an entire dickhead. You know what I'm saying? He was a dickhead out of the ring and in the ring. The Cerebral Assassin was a guy that you did not want to fuck with. Because he didn't give a damn. Absolutely not. But, what people also really don't talk about enough is how fucking funny he was as a face. Triple H could be the badass to end all badasses. As a heel. But as a babyface, dude was a fucking fool. Like, go back and watch... Not even the DX stuff, because the DX stuff, he was crazy in that, like, because that would be too easy. But if you look at Triple H, like, around the time, let's say 2007, around that time period, when he came back from that second quad tear, he came back as a baby face. And Hunter was a damn fool. Like, Triple H was so fucking funny to me that you couldn't help but just laugh at the shit that he would say, he would do, his facial expressions, like, he was definitely a funny ass face as well. But there's also one gripe that I have with him. I got to bring it up. I have to bring it up. The whole situation with China. That's one thing that I will forever side-eye him for. Because Triple H and Stephanie can kind of gloss over the real facts of what happened. Okay? They can gloss over, oh, he tried another relationship, I tried another relationship, but we were meant to be together type thing. Which they've said before. But the real fans know the real reason behind that, behind that, and the fact that they really won't get into China the way that they should, because we all know. If it hadn't been for China's influence, if it hadn't been for her look, Triple H wouldn't have gotten half of the title run that he got the first time. You know what I'm saying, like. I get that shit happens at times. Like life imitates art. But I promise you, if Stephanie wasn't the boss's daughter, she would have already been beaten in the dust for even attempting to send her a love letter and sneaking behind his back. But I don't even want to get into that because that'll, like I said, that'll be another show in itself because I'll fucking go in about that. But all in all. Triple H, he definitely deserves his retirement. Hell, even if he needs to step away from the front office for a little bit, that would be perfectly okay. But as far as in-ring competitive competing, he's retired from that. And it's a reality to me, but it's still not a reality. Because I know that in the wrestling business, except for certain situations, you can never completely say never. Because the impossible always manages to rear its head into reality so i'll just wait and see what happens because even though hunter has quote-unquote retired you can never take a retirement too seriously and that's just from being a lifelong wrestling fan so this is from experience okay but yeah hold on hold on it's been a little minute since i did so just give me a second here bear with me Ugh. Let's see. Oh, this right here. The Chicago Bulls. I don't mean just regular one game here, two game there. They've been consecutively losing games down the stretch of the season. Now, with the way you started the season off, you should be running rough shot over the league. And half the shit that you're facing now wouldn't phase you. But, like I always say, the Bulls have the same issues that they've always had. Whether it's injuries. Injuries always are a factor in the Bulls' team. Since fucking... Wait, wait, wait. Hell, since 1999. It's always been an issue of one of the top players on the team being injured. Then you're coming out playing lackluster. You're playing one-on-one ball. That is not how you won the games before. And the funniest thing about the Bulls losing the consecutive games that they have been, the people that were pointing and laughing at the Lakers losing the games like this, y'all pretty quiet. Y'all pretty quiet. Because I told you guys, you better humble yourself because all that relevancy, all that women winning that you were doing in the beginning of the season— can easily be snatched the fuck away. And what do I know? I'm just a hater. I never know what I'm talking about until things happen, as as always. So when the Bulls started losing games, was I upset? Both side of me was upset, but the Lakers' side is just like, well, what do we have here? Because they have won more games than they've lost. I'm about to pull up the record right now, so just give me a little second. Just but I still expected fucking more from what I've been shown this year. You know what I'm saying because the Bulls were hyped up to, well, Yeah, the Bulls were hyped up to be one of the better teams in the East. You know what I'm saying? And now that they've been they played through the entire season, they've been they have a two-game losing streak right now. They've won three out of the last seven games, which is pretty much 10 games in all. And they are 42-31, and and they are fifth in the East. Now, I am very proud of the moves they've made to get to where they are. But losing the way that they have been, that first and second spot has now been humbled down to a fifth seed, which shows you you can't be overly confident. You can't just assume that they're because they're winning at a certain point in the season, that it's going to last for the entire season because teams get fatigued, they get into slumps, they face injury, just a lot of different shit that can happen during an M- NBA season. And DeRozan said, like, yo, we got to tighten this shit up. And you absolutely do. Because if you if you come out, come out of the gate swinging the way you did, There is no way possible that you can sit up here and lose down the stretch when it actually matters to win. So this is not okay for the Bulls right now. So whatever you've had in you in the beginning of the season, find it. Because, listen, the East is not kind. The East is looking for a reason to be on top this season, just like they did last season. Because one thing that I've noticed is, when a team that nobody really expected to win the playoffs, win the finals, I'm sorry, actually wins the NBA championship, it's not really talked about that much. It's really not. Because nobody really expected the the Suns and the Bucks to be in the championship last year. Nor did they expect the, the ah nor did they expect the Bucks to actually win. So even though they are the defending champions, it's not being talked about as much because nobody expected them to win it. But Chicago All that winning you were doing, all that rah-rah you was doing. This is when you need to do all that shit. Because losing at this point in the season is not a good look for you. Because that 5th seed could turn into a 7th seed really quick. Okay? And this isn't even just the Lakers side of me talking. This is just pure fucking facts. So if you had so much to say about the Lakers losing before, hmm, welcome to Welcome to being humbled. Welcome to our world. I know the Lakers ain't going nowhere. I know the Lakers have no hopes in hell of making the playoffs. So please, save it. Save it for Oprah because I already know what the fuck you're going to say. Oh, and before I forget, I almost forgot about this. After leading the AEW into the revolution that it is now and getting people to watch it, Cody Rhodes... And Brandy Rhodes, I believe, left AEW, and Cody is back with WWE. Now, I respect Cody Rhodes. I really do. Because he's a wrestler who doesn't rely on the legacy of his father to be successful in the business. And he's shown that. When he came to AEW, he was the one. He was the reason why everybody started paying more attention to AEW, because he was the one that was the quote-unquote main guy, him and his fine-ass wife, Brandi Rhodes, and my cousin actually bought me one of his shirts, and I I think I'll wash it, and I'll probably wear it soon, but Cody was pretty much just the heartbeat behind the whole AEW revolution thing, then when things kind of went south, they started bringing over other talent, started making their own stars, plus with the in addition to the stars they've already made in WWE coming over there, for things to go the way that they have, eh, I don't really expect too much from this title, from this run. Because w- WWE, at this point in time, doesn't really know what the fuck to do with the talent they already have, let alone the talent that they've had previously, and they decide to make a return. So I don't really trust the company at this point. Because while Cody Rhodes has led people to the water in the AEW, he is also the person who kind of reminds me of a, hmm, I guess a higher version of Jeff Jarrett. Because Jeff Jarrett, he tried to lead the revolution into fucking an impact, impact wrestling in WCW, and as much. As many guitars as Jeff Jarrett broke, he didn't draw half the fucking money that he thought that he would have. Listen, that's why I kind of put Cody Rhodes and Jeff Jarrett kind of in similar boats, because obviously they both are wrestlers, and they both bounce back and forth between different federations. But Cody at least had some type of success. And some sort of main event status. Jeff Jarrett did to the extent to the extent of Cody. But Jeff Jarrett was just I didn't never really took him seriously. I, I never could, honestly. So it's just weird to see Cody back with the same company that he condemned when he went to AEW. Because I was proud of Cody for making the moves that he did. Because his father, legendary Dusty Rhodes, he made moves in the wrestling business as well beyond being a wrestler. So, mm, all I ask for you, WWE, is just to do right by Cody Rhodes. That's all I want. Just do right by him, do right by his wife. But if y'all screw him over, it's not going to look good for y'all. It's really fucking not. Because we all know the track record that you've had with certain pieces of talent that you've had. And you might give them another chance at face value. But when it really comes down to it, you might end up stabbing him in the back. That's just what I honestly think. Because mm, it was just unexpected for him to just leave the AEW the way he did. You know what I'm saying? Because I would hope, like hell... If the WWE run this time doesn't work out, I would hope that Tony Khan would give him the same opportunity that WWE gave him. So, uh, we'll see what happens with this WWE run. And, yeah. Cody, just watch your back. That's all I'm going to say. Just watch your fucking back, man. And on that note, I am out of here. I thank you guys so very much for your constant love and your support for the show. You guys are fucking awesome. Run the listens on this up. Please follow Dangerous Sports Talk on Spotify. And follow Be Dangerous on Instagram and Twitter at TheBDangerous. And on that note, I am out of here. Peace.